Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thoughts from Your Gal Pal podcast. My name is Clara. I'm the gal behind the thoughts. And for this March episode, this March Madness episode, we have a guest who it's March Madness <laughs> Megan. Just made that up. <laughs> triple M, baby. Who needs a triple D when you have a triple M? Um, Megan Chemchuk Grids- Grigston uh, is just one of these people that has just kind of like been hanging around in the background of my life for a long time. One of these where you're, you go through family photos and you're like, oh, there she is, chilling, like kind of just in the background of a photo, but then sometimes featured. Just kind of a person that's been around for a long time in my life, in my family's life. She's had a lot of, yeah, a lot of updates happened the last three to five years, and we're here to talk about them today. But first, Megan, say hello. Will you just say hi, where you're joining us from, and what you did today? It's good to be here. Um, I am here from Charlotte, North Carolina. I just moved here like a year ago. Um, Today, I woke up at my in-law's house in Monroe, North Carolina, where I watched my husband put together a chicken coop for them. Oh my god. uh, Yeah, I watched my daughter while he was building kind of on their farm. And then we came back here. We got our cabinets painted at our house. So we've been having to stay over there while wow. that happens. Dang. So the question is, how many chickens are you getting? Um, they are getting six chicks. They're in the male, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Wait, they're mail-order yeah, chickens? Can literally order them from Tractor Supply, and they deliver them. You have to pick them up from the store within 24 hours when they get in and it's like you have to be on call ready to go get these chicks right when they call and yeah then you have to have everything set up and ready for them when you get home so they have their whole house ready to go I've learned a lot about this I I would have literally do they get to pick like color breed size or is it just like generic like free range chicks there's all sorts of different chickens that lay different also is it the eggs or are they like live live chicks chicks. yeah and they I can't I know they wanted the easter ones that lay like blue and pink eggs but I think they said they were sold out but the chicks it's only five dollars a chick so they only save like thirty dollars you know and they get free eggs for like the rest of their life I guess the, yeah, as I was say, with this egg shortage we have, the avian flu, they're like, they're getting exactly. it on the ground floor, yes. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. Didn't <laughs> think that that was going to go where that was going to go. And not that you're not already comfortable on the mic on camera, but... Hello, guys. Future Clara here. Editing Clara here. This is a very weird warm-up where we talk about hot animated Disney characters as a vocal and podcast warm-up. If you're not interested, go ahead and skip forward to the 10-minute mark, 10-ish minute. For an icebreaker, for the LOLs. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, I don't know why I just feel so comfortable suggesting I know. this. When I read it, I was like, oh, of course that's what she would pick. Sounds good. I love an icebreaker. I love getting people laughing. 
because you and I met when I was six and you were five, a lot of those early sleepover days were spent watching Disney <laughs> cartoon movies. And as we, you know, went through puberty, grew up, etc., we realized, man, some of these animated characters are actually kind of hot. And having to wrestle with those feelings is something that is uniquely American, uniquely, you know, uh, the the trope of a straight woman. <laughs> So I want to I want to go over just a few of the hotties. I'm going to do like 20 seconds okay. each of what like why why are they hot? And for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I will have some photos on there so you can kind of get a visual of what we're talking about. Um but before I do that, is there any one that like sticks out to you as like your main crush? That we could start. Yeah, with I think my main crush is um, the the Robin Hood fox um, version. Oh. Okay. That Why? Um, I think it was his confidence. He kind of had like the bad boy thing going on. First off, we have our man Aladdin. Yum. What do you um, think? Definitely hot. Not my type, a little too, like, nice, maybe. Also, rags to riches, though. <laughs> rags to riches, but, like, <laughs> big risk during the rags phase, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for real. Wait, why is he not your type? I don't know. Too, I think too nice? He's, like, a little too soft for me. Like, I don't know. I was like, okay. will you stand up for me? Will you, you know what I mean? <laughs> little too nice guy. A little too nice guy for me. How about Kovu? Kovu is Kovu's like number one on my list for sure. <laughs> I feel like this is what started it all. He has green yeah. eyes. Those the green and yellow eyes. Yeah. What what was he was he Lion King 2? Mm-hmm. Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Yes. <laughs> oh. I I'm only ever okay. watched that at y'all's house because you guys had it. Mm, that VHS. Kalek was strong. <laughs> General Lee Shang, Mulan. Ooh, I'm not, I'm not super into him. I I can admit Why? that he's hot, but he's not. Look at the pecs. I know. He's not totally at the top of my list. I think I'm kind of more into the animals. <laughs> into the animals? As yeah. a, I feel like as somebody who did soccer their whole life, you would like a little coach energy. He was. He was a little mean in the beginning. A little mean. But he came around. He's really sweet at the end. But he did come around. Meh. He's okay. The flower. The flower. Okay. <laughs> wow, this is a, a real topic switch. Hades from Hercules. <laughs> the flame. I have to say no. No, not in it. He's scary. <laughs> I was actually terrified of him. I think if you find him attractive, he's got some deeper things going on but yeah no not you definitely have daddy issues maybe even grandpa issues if you're in yeah i think grandpa issues for sure tarzan yes or no Mm, no not into him either he is he's like too nice but the dreads though i think just our language barrier would just really frustrate me too much (laughs) But the vines, though, the, he yeah. must have the most calloused feet of any Ew. person. Yeah, just not enough hygiene for me on that one. <laughs> okay. Going back to our favorite series, what about Adult Simba? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Simba's up there for sure. 
adult Simba. And actually, yeah. adult Simba in Lion King 2 is hotter. They, like, made him a little uh. more tan. <laughs> so that, that's the peak. <laughs> adult Simba, Lion King 2. Okay. Man. We love a growing up story. And, yeah, he was also troubled. Like, he yeah. had issues mm-hmm. with his dad. Daddy issues. But he overcame them. Um, Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> No, ew. <laughs> Absolutely not. Cringe. I mean, I think he is the diva. Like, if you wear that cape, there's something. Yeah. The twist weird. He also, I feel like if he was having sex with somebody, he would want to look in the mirror. Ew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not in him. Okay, last one, last one. Max from a Goofy movie. Oh, yes. I was actually... That was one that I was thinking about beforehand. Not like I was just thinking about him before this, but uh, when I was brainstorming who my top ones were, he was one of them. That came out in 1995. Wow. Just so you know. That's crazy. Now that we're fresh, there, we're warmed up, etc., let's talk about you. So I saw you through many stages of your life, but why don't you tell, reflect on your early dating years because we are kind of talking about the evolution from you from growing up to now a mom which is crazy it's not crazy but it kind of is so talk about those early years what motivated you like what when you think about that time what do you remember yeah I think man I don't know I this is gonna sound like sadder than I mean it to be because it's all good and lighthearted. but I think like during those high school times, I was sort of living through one of the hardest situations that I will have gone through up to this point in my life. And so that definitely affected a lot of how I dated, who I dated, why I dated, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. And so my parents were going through a divorce when I was like 16. And so kind of looking back on those times, obviously, it's hilarious because (laughs) I don't know, I feel like I was just crazy. But I mean, we all had so much fun and just did whatever. But I think so much of that was also just me dealing with everything like the only way that I knew how, which was honestly just like seeking out a lot of attention and comfort through like guys but also just through like friends um and I think like leaning on Maggie, Kat, and Shay a ton Mm -hmm. during that time and they really were kind of like my family Mm -hmm. during those years it felt like. After high school I kind of had to confront a lot of those things and then in college I really didn't date that much or I kind of dated differently. I started to realize different things that I wanted and I think that made me maybe kind of grow up quicker like I had already in high school done the random like guys and going on a lot of dates and like drinking a lot and all those things and so when I went to college I kind of felt like I was over a lot of that stuff and I was just seeking things that were a little bit more serious and then same with after graduating college And so I'm sure from the outside, it's like, whoa, she got married. Like, did she get pregnant? Is that why she's getting married? But I feel like I was just really ready Mm -hmm. 
for that to happen for a really long time. Can you share a little bit more about college for you? Because you had a, a you weren't you were you were an athlete in college, right? For at least part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, and that was mm-hmm. also like it forced you to be more serious. Like you couldn't just fuck around all the time because you had that. So yeah. What? Where did you play? What did you play? All that stuff. Yeah, so I went to Kennesaw State, and then I walked on to the soccer team there my sophomore year. And I actually went there to be more focused. That was kind of why I picked to go there, because I was kind of between there and going to, like, GCSU and just having, like, more of a fun time, I guess. But I wanted to go there and just really be focused on school and kind of get it done with just so I could get into the real world. And so I am glad I went there. I I do think it made me be a lot more serious about things, but I did play soccer, which was fun. I know it was a big part. I mean, it was like a massive part of my life in college, but I actually, sometimes I kind of forget that I played. Like (laughs) it was a big part, but I think that my major in school was just a lot bigger to me and it was a lot more important and I spent a lot of hours like studying and just honestly working really hard at school because I'd never really worked that hard before (laughs) (laughs) and so I sort of was learning like how to study and how to get good grades and Mm -hmm. it almost became addicting I was like wow, if only I had started doing this when I was in like sixth grade, maybe I could have gone to Yale. Yeah, it was like the first time that I kind of felt like I was good at school and good at studying and and could make A's. And mm-hmm. so that's sort of... It is intoxicating. That's kind of what... As a former... Yeah. Uh, obsessed, <laughs> As a former... And- Upset nerd. I I think presently still perfectionist. It's yeah. It's like it goes Mm -hmm. right to the veins. Going through college, you were dating, etc. But I I also am trying to piece this together. After you graduated, you were teaching, right? So that was another like, I don't know. Not to paint you as like being totally different, but I feel like a lot of people from our community, like Mm -hmm. our friends, like went to Georgia Tech or went to UGA, studied abroad. And, like, joined a corporate job, myself included. Like, I followed that very strict plan, too, where I feel like you were kind of always, like, after high school, you were kind of always doing your own thing. You were doing the athlete thing. You were at Kennesaw State, which was more local to where we grew up. And then you were teaching, which is a totally different stress level, like, schedule. Everything was really different Mm -hmm. for you. So tell, like, what was that time in your life? like and how did you decide to get that job and start that because I don't I don't really feel like we talked that much during that time so I studied exercise science in college which honestly sounds like a made-up major but I loved it I was obsessed (laughs) with it couldn't get enough of like learning about it and I really wanted to go into either physical therapy or athletic training like something hands-on with athletes was something that I kind of always wanted to do and then in that time I started coaching youth soccer at the club where I grew up at and started feeling like this is something I'm really good at I really like just being kind of active working with kids and not sitting at a desk job because I did have a corporate internship in college where I was doing like marketing 
So I was doing that and sort of like, I don't think this is quite for me. I don't know if I'm like a pencil skirt gal. I kind of more like. <laughs> is anybody like, a pencil I'm... skirt girl anymore? Is that? <laughs> okay, sorry. I've never heard anyone say that. Okay. Good luck. It's a good luck. Yeah, so then after I graduated, I kind of decided that I wanted to go into teaching. And with my major, the only kind of way that made sense was for me to do PE or health. So I was like, yeah, I'll kind of go into that and then maybe end up teaching something later on. I got hired to teach health and coach at Walton. And the only way they would hire me is if I would also teach special ed there, Mm. which was something I never saw myself doing. I'd never had any experience with like kids with disabilities. So I was kind of terrified. I was like, I mean, it's Walton, so I can't say no. So I have to accept this job, but I have no idea like what that's going to look like. And then I ended up absolutely just falling in love with it and then went full time as a special ed teacher. And yeah, I've been teaching it ever since. So it was definitely meant to be. Funny how, uh, it's not funny. It's like life always throws you things where you're like, wait, what? Why am I supposed to do that? And here you are. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. You talked a little bit about changing your attitude toward dating in college, but you're married now. So what was that? How did you know (laughs) that he was the one? And I guess from the outside looking in, it might look like, whoa, they got married really young or like they didn't know each other that long. It's not like you guys were dating all of college. It was so how did how did having those past experiences make you feel confident in the decision pretty soon on with somebody yeah I think honestly a perk of dating so many guys when I was younger was that I really just saw it all so I I, get it I get it I knew for sure that's not true I think I knew certain values that were really important to me that I wanted but I think Ryan showed me things that I didn't even know were important to me. It was like good surprises. It was like, oh, I never would have thought that this was something I wanted, but he has it. And that's really awesome kind of feeling. Like, I think if I would have picked out somebody for myself, they would have been a little bit different than Ryan, but they wouldn't have been as good for me. So he has like good surprises about him, I guess. But yeah, we met, we were both 24 when we met and I think we both were just on the same page of like we'd both just been through things and had dated people that weren't good for us and I don't know I think we just felt ready that we I think we both also really wanted to start a family I know that sounds kind of crazy because it's like no, it doesn't you're so young like whatever but I think that was a big reason, too, that we were just like, we know that this is my person. And so let's just, we want to get married and we want to start our family. And it happened all very quickly. Yeah, what was Um, the timing? So we met in 2020 in the spring, like right before COVID happened. And then we got engaged the next spring. So it wasn't quite a year later. It was probably like nine months later we got engaged. And then we did get married really quickly. I did not want to have a wedding at all. I just wanted to like elope, 
So we ended up kind of compromising there and doing like a ser- a small ceremony with just family and then more of like a party kind of thing where pretty much everybody we knew was invited. And that was in July. So we were only engaged for maybe like five, six months. Oh no, sorry, we got married in, oh yeah, in July. And then we got pregnant in September, <laughs> really quickly after. <laughs> So So between meeting and becoming pregnant, it was a year and nine months. Not even. A year and Mm -hmm. 18 months. Yeah. Yeah. It was all really fast. Sometimes I look at him and I'm like, I like have known you for five days. (laughs) (laughs) Who are, like, what's your middle name again? Who are you? (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, it's really true. Like, I knew so early, probably on our third date. And I, I think he feels the same way. It, we're just we're just each other's people. We should have got him gotten him on and been like, okay, tell me your side of the story. <laughs> yeah, like do all the, the dates add up. Do you feel <laughs> any any regrets for doing it so fast? Do you think anything would have changed had you slowed down? Slowed down or no? Or, or you would have just been delaying the inevitable? Yeah, I think it would have been delaying the inevitable. The only thing I kind of regret not even regret, but I wish we didn't really have a wedding, not like Mm. for any reason, but it's just, it's a lot of money. And I just, I kind of felt uncomfortable with the whole thing. I didn't want to like be judged on what dress I was wearing to people. I didn't want people to be like, oh, her hair, her makeup, her dress. Like I just didn't want any of that. And so it was perfect the day was great and I like how we did it but if we would have just done something us two or just with our family I think I just would have felt a lot more comfortable for months leading up to it because it's Mm. a lot of pressure you're just like I mean who am I buying this dress for is it for me or is it so everybody will like like me damn she's hot yeah yeah (laughs) yeah which is fine like and I, I think just everyone should do it their own way. If you want to have a big wedding and do that, and that's, like, your style, then you should do it. But if not, then I just think it's a lot of pressure if if it's not something you're really that into. 100%. And there's so many, ex- uh, how do you say, like, unspoken expectations from family to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, like, I expect to be wined and dined at this event because yes, I, yes. you know, that's what our family does. And it's like, aunt. Mary, mm-hmm. I see you once a year. Like, no. And it is yeah. nice. It is special, like, to bring everybody together. I get that. But it seems it seems like a whole lot of something to me. So kind of not switching gears, but to being where you are now, tell me about having a baby relatively young, not young really in global <laughs> yeah. perspective, but relatively young for our mm-hmm. social circle. What has that been like? What have been the, the best parts, the highs and lows of – She's not even a year old yet, is she? Or is she? No, she's nine and a half months. Okay, old. yeah. She's been out for as long as she was in, right? Is that the whole thing? Yeah. That's like a photo, yes. right? That's in mom culture, mom core? Okay, cool. I really almost posted a picture like that too. And then I was like, erase. <laughs> backspace, backspace, backspace. Yeah, tell us more. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I mean... I- I was the first one of anyone in my family, yeah. <laughs> like my immediate family, to have a And baby. you're the youngest, any too. Of my, yeah, and I'm the youngest. Any of my immediate friends. 
So it was hard, but I also think it was really good for me because everything in my life my siblings have done before me. So it's like, oh, I know how to get into college because they already got into college. I know how to do that because they already did that. So it did kind of feel it was my own sort of thing, I guess. And now Mm -hmm. I'm really excited for them in the future to have kids because now I'm like, oh, I'm the expert. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys can come to me for once for information. But I think all moms feel like a sense of loneliness. Motherhood is... Totally. It's just your whole life kind of flips. And I think if you're not ready for that, it can be really... I don't know, intense feeling. And so, and, and not necessarily ready, but if you haven't seen somebody kind of go through it, then like me, I just didn't quite know what to expect. And so going from not having a baby to having a baby is, it's your whole life does a 180. And so you, mm-hmm. you're kind of like going through this grieving process because you're grieving parts of your life that you've lost in a way, but then you're also like gaining this amazing thing so it just it's you know it flows with highs and lows but I can't even for a second imagine not having her or not being a mom like it's just it's like my life now so Mm -hmm. and it's so it's so fun I mean each week just gets a little better and a little better she's becoming a little person I know. She's like the best age right now, too. So I'm like, haha, yeah, it's so great. But if you would have asked me like month four when she was being annoying, I'd be like, ugh, it's so hard. <laughs> Did you just call your daughter annoying? Do you hate her? I feel like there's so uh, much. She is annoying. <laughs> she can be annoying. <laughs> and so you also had another life change in that you moved. So you had a lot of like mm-hmm. coinciding things changing. How has being yeah. away from your family and kind of that Georgia support group been? Yeah, um, that's something I would not recommend is to move while pregnant away from your family. Yeah, it was really hard. That was probably the hardest part because my mom came and stayed with me for probably my mom and my sister came. They stayed with me for like two weeks and then they would come like go home and then they would come back and visit. And I see them all the time. I see them once a month like they're either coming here I'm going there but it's different than it being a Wednesday afternoon and like I'm having a hard day and I just need somebody to come over and like sit with me on the couch or just help me with something so that has been the hardest part of being here Ryan's family lives here which is great and they help us with child care and I'm close with my sister-in-law on this side and they also have, they have a one and a half year old. So it feels like we're in the right place for our family. It's, it's kind of what's best for us, but I feel like me, like what's best for me emotionally is like being close to my mom and my sister. But I mean, we talk literally every day. I FaceTime them. We talk on the phone. So emotionally it's the same but it's like their physical presence that I miss a good bit so yeah don't move while you're pregnant just wait and then (laughs) figure it out after wait yeah I guess we're gonna I'm gonna try to wrap it I'm gonna put it all together and then we'll do final thoughts but 
So we kind of talked about your like dating evolution. That might be what I title this TBD. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what inspires me later. You have a daughter now. So, you know, in 15 years, 14 years, having uh, lived what you've lived, I don't want to make you cry. I don't know. But no, I'm not crying. What, what, like, what are you going to tell her? What are you going to warn her about? What are you going to try to impart? I know everyone has to make their own mistakes, but. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird to think about. It's like scary having a, a daughter and picturing her being a teenager. But I think just, I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but I just think like knowing her worth is so important. I, I mean, I know that's easy to say to somebody, but I think a big thing too is learning from your mistakes. Like if you date somebody and it doesn't end well or it's not something you like, then I think just taking that and learning from it and not getting into the same kind of dating cycles or dating the same type of guys, again, easier said than done. And don't date until you're 30. <laughs> Is that like the proud family? <laughs> no, oh my God, the proud family. I haven't thought about that in so long. <laughs> If, if there was somebody out there listening who is pregnant and maybe not a lot of their friends are pregnant, what advice would you give to them and what advice would you give to their friends? Ooh, yeah, this is such a good one. Okay, first I would say that there is such thing as information overload. Learn and do your research, but at the end of the day... This is to the mom. This is to the moms to be, right? Yes, this is to the moms. Okay. Learn, do your research, but at the end of the day, just trust your instincts and not everything is going to be perfect. So I would spend hours like when I should have been sleeping, napping, doing whatever, just Googling stuff nonstop and it just becomes addicting and just way too much information. So just trust your instincts and it'll all kind of sort itself out. And then I think to friends of pregnant women... I think giving choices instead of asking open-ended questions is something I really appreciated when I was pregnant um, or when I had a baby. So people would be like, oh, I want to bring you a meal. What do you like? And that just, <laughs> it feels very overwhelming when you have a billion other things. You're like, I don't know. Is this like a Chick-fil-A level meal? Is this like a home-cooked <laughs> Is this like a nice meal? Like I'm not going to throw out, I don't know, red lobster if you're thinking like McDonald's, you know what I mean? So I really appreciated when people were like, hey, I want to bring you dinner tonight. What's your favorite meal from Chick-fil-A? Something like Mm -hmm. that. That was more specific. More specific. Yeah, you're making so many, you're learning basically a brand new language and how to take care of a child. And you're, like, mm-hmm. in that lesson, in that school environment 100% of the time from the time you come yeah. home. And then people, okay. like, throwing open-ended questions where they can just kind of decide for you. It, yeah, yeah, that could be, like, I just can't. My brain power is dead <laughs> at 9 yes. a.m. So that could, mm-hmm. I would say that, that that goes a long way. And then also just, like, continue to invite your mom friends and pregnant friends, even if they say no we still appreciate being thought of. Megan, did we not get to anything that you wanted to get to? Any questions for me? 
turn the table. Where does Nora rank on your cutest babies that you know list? Well, Princess Diana's babies were so cute. <laughs> you know that scene in The Office and it was like Mindy Kaling saying, my sister's, or like Princess Diana's funeral was the saddest funeral. That and my sister's. I just was thinking about that. Jo- Jonas wins. Sorry. Jonas wins. Nora's very cute. Nora's very chubby cheeks. Cute. Uh-huh. She's got the cheeks. I need to meet her in real life. I don't know. There's only so much you can, like when a baby is flush in front of you, like, invading your personal space they like their cuteness points just skyrocket i know you know they're the best Hmm. i'll put her at a solid like second or third place she's not she hasn't gotten the gold star (laughs) the gold medal that's fair and i never i've never nannied any babies so i only have like when everyone says like oh this is the best age i'm like no they need to know how to wipe themselves. That's the yeah, best stage. Yeah, like, mm, I kind of like 10-year-olds, actually. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they they'll talk be... back to you. But, like, yeah. I want to play a board game with you. But yeah. it's for it's four and up. That's my – I'm not nanny. I'm not in childcare <laughs> anymore. God bless those who are. But, yeah. Um, no, that's it. Well, Megan, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for being my March Madness Megan episode. I have no idea why I said that. I'm sorry. That's so lame, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>